Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Aleph. We will begin, however, on Yud Amurbet, about 12 lines in the bottom. The last one line is Ela Amarava. Today's Shur is good for our anonymous sponsor. He should be Zuchet to learn the Daf with us. We'll be back right over here learning the Daf. Bezat Hashem. He should continue to have success with his wife and his children and all his endeavors. Um, we left off yesterday discussing different things that we, we called Tiluim Basara, hanging on a hair, mountains hanging on a hair. One of the subjects that we said was like that, which means that it doesn't have such a source in the, in the, in the Torah, I mean, when we say in the written Torah, you don't see a source for it. Was mi'ila when a person uses something belonging to the Beit Hamikdash? We were having a hard time finding the case, so Rava is going to come out with his own way of how to figure out the case. Says Rava, Ela Amar Rava. Rather, Rava says, Lo nitzlecha Ela. You know what we need it for? Like the like we learned in the Brayta. Niskar Let's say. A person had some money that belonged to the Beit Mikdash, and mistakenly he gave it to a shliach to go buy him potato chips. Okay. Now, if he remembers, let's say the sender remembered that the money belonged to Hektesh before the guy bought it. Right. The sender. Okay. okay. So then the shliach was ma'al because the sender is going to back off on his uh, appointment, right? Okay. I appointed you, my shliach, to go. You left with the money. Now, you didn't buy it yet. Before you got there, I realized it's not my, it's not, it's not my money, it's hektesh money. And I tell you, and I make an announcement, uh, don't do it anymore, Vic. Okay? okay? Now, you don't hear that because you're not here anymore. But you're no longer a shliach. And therefore, when you buy the stuff, the potato chips with the Kodesh money, you're no longer authorized to do that anymore because I, I retracted your authorization. But you didn't hear it. So. Correct. But since I retracted your authorization, you are the one who brings the korban, not me. Because you're the one who used the... If I had sent you, then I would bring the korban. Right. And that's what we said. So we're saying, since it doesn't make sense that you're in trouble, why? Because what did you do wrong? Therefore, it's like the mountains hanging on a thread. It's a hard thing to, to understand, but that's Talacha. Okay? What's the problem? It's like this every time. People do things by mistake and you have to bring a korban. Just like when I found it the first place. Let's say I would have found the money in my house the first place. And instead of giving it to you to buy potato chips, I bought potato chips myself with it. It's a mistake. I didn't realize it. And still I'm a chayav. So to you. It's a mistake. You didn't realize it. Still you chayav. Why is that so hard to understand? That's the general rule anyway. That is the rule of me anyway. So what's the difference if it's me or if it's you? Why is this so hard to understand? 
Oh, so we switched it. That's not what we meant. When we said it's hanging by a thread, we're not talking about that case. Ela Amar of Ashi of Ashi is the Lizard El Kiditanan. We need it for the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Let's say a guy takes a brick or a beam from the Bet Mikdash. He didn't do Mila because he didn't use it yet. Right? Now, if you give it to your friend, you did Mila because you gave it to your friend. So by giving something that's not yours to your friend, you did Mila, and now you bring a Korban. Your friend who uses it, the beam or the brick or the stone, he's not Ma'al because you already you already Ma'al before him by giving it to him. Okay? Mechti. Mishkal Shakle Mali Hu Mali Chavero. We have a question. Bottom line is, this guy took it. So therefore, if he took it, what's the difference if he took it or somebody, his friend took it? Right? Why, when he took it himself, we said, we said, he took the brick. Taking the brick, we said, oh, you just took it, nothing happened. Right? Your friend, take, you give it to your friend, and now you're ready, Mila, why? Mara says, my kusha, what's wrong with that? That also makes sense. Maybe it makes sense like Shmuel said. That's what Shmuel said. Hacha, b'gizbor ha-mesorit lo avne binyan askinan. T'kolech edimincha b'rishutei edidei mancha. Shmuel explains this case that it's talking about. The guy who wasn't Ma'al when he had it, only when he gave it to his friend, was the appointee of the Beit HaMikdash. If you're a guy who was appointed by the Beit HaMikdash, so you're allowed to be holding the, the bricks of the Beit HaMikdash because since you're the appointee, so you're, you're, wherever you hold it belongs to the Beit HaMikdash. But once you give it to your friend, that's something you're not allowed to do, and that's why you didn't allow when you gave it to him. And therefore it makes perfect sense. And it's not hanging by air. According to Shmuel, it's not hanging by air. Right? Ela Misefa, rather it's from the Sefer that Mishnah. It says, if you have a guy who's the, I guess we're still, according to Shmuel, we're still talking about the guy who's the Gizbor. And he built the beam into his house. He didn't do Mila yet either. Till he lives in the house. And he gets a pruta worth of value from the house. Which means after, let's say, a day where the price of the house, uh, price of using the house for a day would have been, let's say, Airbnb it for $100, right? Divide that by all the beams in the house, the 100 beams in the house, that's a dollar per beam. So once you stayed in it for one night, then you did Mila. Okay? If you didn't stay for one night, even though you built it in the house, you not, didn't do Mila. Okay, so let's see. Shinoya Shnaya. But when the guy put it into his house, he already changed it. It used to be a beam, building material. Now it's part of a house. So you changed it already. Mali da Mali Dor. Why do I have to live there in order to be do Mila? Already I should be Chayav once I built it. Because I changed it. 
That's what we're talking about when we said that it's like a mountain that's hanging by a hair. Because why should I have to wait till I live in it? I should be chayav immediately upon building it. What's so hard about that? Let's say you put it on top of a roof, which means normally when you build it in by drilling it into your house, so then you changed it. So of course you have right away. Here we could be talking about you just laid it on top of your house. And if you laid it on top of your house, you have to live under it in order to be chayab. So it's not a question. Tomorrow goes back to the original answer. Ela really le'olam We're going back like Rabbah says. What did Rabbah say? Rabbah had said before, right, that the whole story was because you gave, I gave it to you to buy potato chips. Right? Remember that case? Yeah. And when you bought it, you're chayav. When I, when, I, when, when I gave it to you, I'm not chayav because I, I took back your thing. This day you asked on me, just like you see when a guy, when I, what, what, you said it makes sense that you only have when you buy from it because me too, when I just, when I uh, took money, I didn't realize that it belonged to the Beit HaMikdash. If I would have bought potential, I also have when I buy. So you too, you have when I buy, even though it's not, not your fault. Whereas no, it's different. There's a difference between me and you. Me, it makes sense that when I don't realize the money is hekdesh, I'm, I'm, I did me'ilah, because I did something wrong. I knew I had me'ilah money in my house, and I didn't suspect that this might have been me'ilah money. Yes, I didn't know, but I should have thought about it, been more careful. You, you had no idea that I had, I had hekdesh money in my house when I gave you money. And therefore, you did nothing wrong when you bought the potato chips, and therefore, why should you be chayav kubah me'ilah? The fact that you are shows that there are mountains hanging by your hair. You with us? I got it, yeah. It shouldn't be, re- I didn't, in my book, it shouldn't be um, Right. And therefore, and, but, you, but you do understand that I should be Mila even though I'm a mistake. Yeah. There's a difference. Oh, so the fact that there's a difference and still Yochayav makes it mountains hanging by a thing. Okay? Good. Says the Gemara, another thing that was hanging by a hair was, it, you know, all these things that hang over here is because we have very little pesukim and we have a lot of halachot from them. Right? When it comes to laws of tzarat and laws of ohel, there's very little pesukim, but there's a lot of halachot from them. Says Gemara, oh yeah? Is that true for the, what the Brite is saying? Nigaim Miklamwat, is it true that that the laws of Tsarat have very few Pisukim? Nigim There's many Pisukim about Tsarat in the Torah. The whole Tazriya Mitzorah. About Tsarat. Why are you saying there's very few Pisukim? Says the Gemara. Amara Papa Hakikama, this is what the Brahta meant. Nigaim Miklamirubabal Khomotot. Nigaim has a lot of pesukim and very few halachot. Olot mekramot is very few pesukim. Halachot and a lot of halachot. Umayi nafkimina. Who cares how many pesukim there are? Im istavkele milta benigaim. It comes to teach you that if you're not sure about something by nigaim, I am a record. You can look at the pesukim. Okay. 
ואם מסתפקל מלבר אות, אם ינת שוב על עולות, אין מתאים לגלוק אין דברייתא. אוקיי? Okay, dinim. We said that there are some laws that do have halachot that do have a lot of pesukim for them. One of them is dinim. Okay, monetary laws. Why are we saying that they have support? They're straight out. We need it for Rebbe. Rebbe's law is not straight out. Which law is not straight out? The Tanya Rebbe Omer. Nefesh tacha nafesh mamon. When it says that you give a life for a life, it's talking about mamon. Okay? This is talking about life for life or life for life? Life for life. You know what life for life is talking about? No. So there's a case in the in the Torah where a guy is punching his friend and misses his friend, and he hits a pregnant lady. Okay? So, either the, the lady loses the baby, and then you have to pay, or the lady dies herself. And it says you pay, you pay, nefesh tachat nefesh. Okay? So, what it says, when it says nefesh tachat nefesh, it means money. You know, you know if you, even if you kill her by accident, you do not, you do not, you do not get killed. Give money. You're telling me it's money. Maybe you should actually kill the guy. He killed the person. Maybe you should just kill him. Right? It says, give later on. It says, you give before. Just like before. It's also both with me money. Right? So therefore, we have exactly it means money. And that's how we know it means money. We said avodot, the korbanot, also they have support from the from the Torah, and we ask the same question. They don't just they don't just have to support; they're straight out. Why are we making it as if it's just like there's a level there's there's hanging by a hair, then there's has support, but it should be straight out. Not only just has support; it should be straight out. So it says the Gemara. Well, The reason why we need this pasuk is. To tell you that you, when you bring the blood to the mizbeach, that's called an avodah. In a korban, there's a bunch of things that are called avodot, which have to be done by the kohen. One of them is bringing the blood to the mizbeach. Now, it doesn't say that straight out of the pasuk. And therefore, that's something that you have to figure out without such sources from the Torah. Okay? So we'll see what it means. The Tanya Mulet and the Brayta. It says, you bring it close. Zu kabata, that's talking about catching the blood in, in a vessel. Why did the Torah talk about catching but by, by bringing it close? To teach you. It says he, bring, he brought it all close and he put it on the Mizbeach. That's bringing the, the limbs close to the Kevis, close to the ramp. Remember the Halakha, Lo Tafka Mechlal Kabbalah. That teaches you. That bringing it close is part of Kabbalat Adam, and therefore it's an avodah, and it has to be done by a kohen. What do you 
one of the many, many things that in, in the Korbanot are called avodas. Some things are not, like Shechita is not avodah. could be done by Yisrael. Okay? Now, it also can't be done by a Kohen who's an Onen or something like that. Okay? Now, the Torah doesn't specifically say that bringing the blood, after you catch the blood in a vessel, Bringing the blood to Mizbeach is not mentioned specifically in the Torah, and that is also needs to be done by a Kohen, who is not an Onen. But we're telling you now that because we compare, um, because we talk about catching the blood, which catching the blood in a vessel is one of the one of the avodas. So because catching the blood of the vessel is mentioned in the Torah, we're using the words bring it close to Mizbeach. Telling you that bringing it close to is also part of the Avodah that has to be done by the Kohen. And since it's not so straight out, it's considered something that's written but not clear. Okay? okay. Another one. Says the Gemara, Tarot. Also, laws of Tarot are in the Torah but not clear. What do you mean? The laws of Tarot are clear. The reason why we need it is to teach you the shiur of how much water needs to be in a mikvah. Okay? So even though it's clear that you have to dip in a mikvah from the Torah, but it's not clear how much water has to be in the mikvah. Therefore, we're calling this not so, so clear. Okay? How do we know? It's a it says you'll wash himself in water. What, what do you mean wash himself in water? It be in mikvah water. At Kolbasa, all you have to wash your whole body in the mikvah water. It has to be enough water that you can put your whole body into. Come and how much water is enough water that your whole body can go into? It's this one square ama with three amot high. The rabbis figured out that the size of a mikvah is 40 sa'ah. So, this fact that, you, that, that if you dip in 40 sa'ah, you're tahor. But yet, if you dip in 39 and a half, you're completely not tower. That doesn't say straight out in the Torah. And therefore, we said that that's something that has support, but it's not straight out. Okay? Next one. Tumot, getting Tameh. Marzu also there. Mechtav Tim, they're also written straight out. The reason why we need it is to teach you that when you touch. Uh, when you touch a lentil-sized piece of a sheretz, you're tameh. Now, in general, touching a sheretz makes you tameh, right? Sheretz is a small, certain salamander, small creature, certain things can make you tameh, okay? Now, that's straight on the Torah. But the fact that if, if, a, a, if a body part of a sheretz is detached from the sheretz, and you touch the body part, you're still tameh, so long as the body part is bigger than the size of a lentil. That law is not straight out of the Torah. We're going to teach it to you now, but you'll see it's not straight out. And that's what we're referring to. Okay? How do we see? It says, Bahem, it says, you will get tameh with them. Sounds like, Bahem, with them, sounds like you need to have the whole animal to be given. Bahem, with them, meaning the whole salamander, or the whole weasel. Okay? You, th- you think that you have to get tamir with the whole thing? Mehem. Then it says, from them. From them sounds like you don't need the whole animal. Any piece of the animal is enough. Right? 
Yachomik said, you might, you might have thought even a tiny piece of it is enough. Tell them, Bahem, no, it says, Bahem, them. It sounds like the whole thing. How gets it? How does it work? You have to touch part of it that's like the whole one. Right? The rabbis figured out that's the size of a, of a lentil. Meaning, if you touch a tiny piece, you're not tamer. Touch a whole one, of course you're tamer. And if you touch one that's big enough to be its own animal, then you're tamer. A piece that's big enough to be its own animal. Now, what's, the rabbis figured out, what's that? That's the size of a lentil. Why? Because, because a chomet, which is a maybe a snail, it's the size, he, it starts off as a, a, a lentil size, and therefore you see, that lentil size can be its own size, and therefore if you're a lentil size piece of a, of a weasel, you're Tameh. He says, no, like the tail of a lizard. Because the tail of a lizard is a little bigger, but the tail of a lizard also gets to, can make you Tameh. Because it could be its own animal, as it because after you cut the tail off, it still moves around, and therefore the tail, still moves? the tail of a lizard. After you cut it, it still moves. So then, since it still moves, it's its own animal ish, and therefore that's the size that's considered its own animal. It can get you time after. Okay. Then we said ayot having relations improperly also is not straight out. Moses says, "Only mechtati is this straight out." We needed to teach you to so turn the page. The case of a guy who has relations with his daughter, but it's not his daughter from his wife. It's his daughter from a lady that he raped. He rapes a girl. She has a daughter. If he sleeps with that girl, it doesn't say straight out. It's a case. Wild case, right? So that technically is not, it doesn't say straight out until that's considered a daughter. Because it's not from your wife, and yet you're still chayav for that case, and that's the one that's not sh- written straight out. That's why we said that the are not straight out. Okay, mm-hmm. that's going to one opinion. Amar lo li rebitzik bravimi. Here's what he says: At the hena hena at the zima zima. The only way we know that that's true is because there's a gzera shava hena hena zima zima. Okay. That teaches you that the guy gets killed. Right? Mara says, Hen, hen, gufe, Torah. We also said that these things are the main part of the Torah. All these things that we just said that were hard to find, those are the, the, the bodies of the Torah. Yes, Hen, honey, you know, these are the bodies of the Torah. But the other ones are not the body of the Torah. But the ones that are straight out are not the body of the Torah. Only these. I said, no, change it. Both of them are the main thing in the Torah. Not, not just these. Both of them are. Okay? Baruch Hashem, we just finished. We'll come back to the first Perek. One day, the first Perek of Hagigah. Let's start the second Perek. You ready? Okay. Says the Gemara. You can't leave certain laws you're not supposed to teach about publicly. So we're telling you now, the laws of Arayot, and we'll see why soon also. Normally you could say, teach Torah publicly. Certain laws have to be taught in 
certain measure of privacy. We'll see why. Okay? There's going to be difference about what they mean and why. Okay? You can't make halacho, you can't teach the laws of arayot about who you allow to sleep with, who not, with three people. Now, right now, we think it means that the rabbi is included in the number. The Gemara will later see that it means three students, but 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 you're allowed to have two students. That's okay. Okay. At this point, we think the two students are not okay because but the rabbi is three. Okay. Right. And doshim you can't teach the laws of Ariot with three. And if you teach Bereshit, when everything was created, you can't have two people. I mean, you do, I mean, we think that now that means that you can't have any students at all. And you can't teach which is the, the vision in Yecheskel about Hashem's chariot. That should, that should not be taught even with one person. Unless he's a Chacham who understands these things on his own. Anyone who looks at the following four things, it's better for him if he didn't come to the didn't get born. If he looks at these four things, what are they? What's above and what's below? What's before, what's afterwards? What does that mean? What's above the sky? And what's below the sky? What's below? What's? Uh, I, I think it's talking about over here. What's below the earth and what's above the sky? That's what they want to say. And what's behind? Others say what, what 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 men can't understand, and what men can't understand. Big machlok of what these things means, okay. And any person doesn't care about the kavod of his master. That two ilosh is better if he didn't come to the world. Okay, we'll see what it means as we get to the world. Okay, okay. Amar Baresha, We said in the beginning of the Mishnah, You can't learn with one person, right? And then you said, unless you're a chacham. So wait a second. You can't learn with one person by yourself unless you're a chacham. So it doesn't make sense. Because when we tell you you can't learn by yourself, you have to be able to learn by In order to understand, it's a hard subject. You have to be a chacham anyway. So why would we say afterwards, unless you're a chacham? Obviously, if you were trying to learn your chacham, Shemar says no. When we said three, that we just switched to new new thing. When we said you can't learn aliyot with three, it means three students. A total of four you can't do, but you can do a total of three. Okay, and therefore you go down when you learn ma'aseh b'lishit. With you can't do it with two, it means you can't do it with two students, but one student is okay. And when you said you can't do merkava with one person, it means you can't teach to any students. But you yourself, you can do it if you're if you're a big enough guy, okay. Now we're going to go to the reasons. And you can't do arayot with three. 
Why not? My time, what's the reason? If I'm sure each is called Sherevis at all, maybe you'll say, because the Basuk says, Ish, Ish, it says Ish twice. Every man, anyone who's related to him, he's not allowed to sleep with. Ish, Ish, Tre. Sherevis Obechad, two men and one person, one relative. And the Pasuk says, don't come close to them. And therefore, you want to say that the fact that the Torah says, ish, ish, two people, plus, she'er one person, together, that means that that's the Torah telling you, don't teach three people this thing. And that's how we know that Ariot can't be taught with three people because of the, the language of the Torah. Can't be. I'll show you other places where it's the same language and we're allowed to do it. Well, like what? Each man who curses his God, or each man that gave his kid to Molech, you can't teach those laws of Molech and cursing God, you can't teach that with also, also in groups because of the language? Ish, ish? Did I say the question or no? We thought ish ish is enough to teach you ish ish and 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 the later pasuk is three teaching you that you can't teach you with three, so it says ish ish by, by two other things also, and we're allowed to teach that publicly. Ella, right? Rather, we have a new thing. Hanu Whenever it says ish ish, it's coming to teach you that even goyim can't do it. Okay, it could have said ish. Why does it say ish ish? Ish ish teach you. Jews and Goyim are not allowed to sleep with these relatives. Okay. Commandments, no? Yeah. Oh, I mean. Shevet Sobin and talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shevet Sobin It teaches you that the Goyim are not allowed to, number one, curse God, and they're not allowed to do Avodah Zarah, just like Jews can't. Hachanami, so to here, we need to teach you that Goyim also can't sleep with these relatives. So therefore, we don't have a pasuk to teach you anymore. Welcome, Ralph. We don't have a pasuk to teach you anymore this rule of, of not teaching the halachot to, to public groups. You with me? Again, we were thinking ish ish was extra, was extra pasukim, which could teach you that you, you can't, ish, one person, ish, a second person, and kol shenev a third person, you can't teach three people. That's what we thought it was teaching us. But now, because all these Muslims have the same ish ish, so we know that it's really coming to teach you that, that Goyim can't do it. So now, if it's coming to teach you Goyim can do it, we still don't have a What's the source that you can't teach it publicly? Why is the mission telling you that you can't teach Arayot in front of three people? Why not? Okay. Ella, rather, I have a new source. Medechtiv, it's in the Basuk. Ushmartem et Mishmarti. Ushmartem is plural, that's two people. Mishmarti is singular, it's one person. says, You can't do these disgusting things, referring to sleeping with the wrong people. Therefore, you can't teach three people. I'll show you other places where it says the same thing. If so, it says that you'll guard the Shabbat. You guard the Matzot. You guard the the Beit HaMikdash, HaKaram, you can't teach those laws to the people? Of course not. El Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, 
My Why does what does the Mishnah mean when it says you can't teach the laws of forbidden relations with three people? You can't teach the details of things that are not clear in the Torah publicly. Right? So there are some ariot that are straight up in the Torah. For example, Basuk says, you can't sleep with your daughter-in-law. You can't sleep with your sister. Sister, Those things are straight up in the Torah. There are other ayot which are also asur and make you asur. But it doesn't say straight out of the Torah. Like we just said before earlier today, guy sleeps with the, the bat anusato, the daughter of the lady that he raped. It's his own daughter, but the girl wasn't his wife. That girl is not straight, is ayot, but it's not straight in the Torah. And therefore, those things should not be taught in public. That's what we meant. Not, but you're, you're allowed to teach regular ayot in public. Why not? My time, what's the reason? Svarahu, betray kiyat vikami rabayu. If you have two people, welcome, Chaim. If you have two people, meaning two students in front of the Rebbe, one of them is talking back and forth with the rabbi. The other guy is listening to what they're saying. If you have three students sitting in front, one of them is talking to the Rebbe, and the other two talk to each other. They don't know what the Rebbe is saying. And they'll come to allow something that's asur. Meaning, they may hear something that's. They know, since they're not talking to the Rebbe, they might miss the point and think that these things are okay, since it doesn't say it straight out. So we're not letting you, the Rebbe teach it to three people, because once you have three people, you lose control of the class. And we don't want anyone to ever have gone to a class with a rabbi and come out thinking that it's okay to sleep with Batan which when it's not. Okay? And therefore, that's the reason why we don't let it. If so, if it's true that whenever, if it's true that whenever you, you have three people and a rabbi, people could get the wrong impression. So why did we only say that you can't teach Arayot with three people? You shouldn't be able to teach anything with three people. Chaim Greber Gemara. Shouldn't be able to teach anything with three people since they may come with the wrong, come with the wrong, with the wrong idea. We don't want anyone to get the wrong idea anywhere in the Torah. Why only Arayot? You understand the question? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Arayot Shani, Arayot is different. Dama Mor, Gezva Arayot, Nafshom Mechamdan, Mutavelahem. He says, people think that their brains are separate from their desires, but they're not. And therefore, since stealing and arayot are things that a person is always desiring, therefore, if we tell you the laws, learn learn the laws of shatnez without a special group, that's okay. Because shatnez, you're not dying to wear wool and linen. And therefore, you'll be honest with yourself. But when it comes to Arayot, since your heart desires, and Gezel, since your heart desires it, if we leave you to learn it on your own, you'll end up mess, messing it up and allowing something that's not allowed. And that's why we only let you learn it with two guys and a Rebbe, not three. You following? So why this one, not the whole Torah? If, if, if you don't lose control of the group, it should all be no good. Right. But even if you lose control of the group, you're not desiring it, so it's okay. You won't you won't mess it up. But losing control and you and you'll desire it, that's dangerous. So we don't let. You following? 
If so, why don't we have a rule that you can't learn the laws of Gezel with three people also? Because person wants the Gezel too. You with me? Stealing. Okay. When it comes to Arayot, come on. Bring something closer, come on. When it comes to Arayot, you always want the Arayot. Whether you see it or you don't see it, you're always desiring Arayot. Forbidden relations, every man is always desiring. Okay? Gezel, when it comes to Gezel, Bifanav, Nafish, it's there in front of you, you want it. But if you don't see it, you don't want it as much. And therefore, you have to be much more careful with arayot than gezel. So the thing a person wants the most is arayot. And that's why we don't only allow two, not three. Okay? We're on Yud Alf, Amud, Amud Bet, in the new Perek. Welcome, Binyamin. We need some Gemaras over here, no? I know, yeah. Disaster. We can't even teach our guys. Okay. We said, You can't teach the laws of Maaseh Bereshit with two people. Two students is too many people Maaseh Bereshit. Where do we know this from? We're now six lines from the bottom of Yudal Fomor Bet, says the Gemara. Tanam Ram, we learned in the Brayta. The Pasuk says, Kisha'alna l'yamim rishonim. I'm going to read the Pasuk, okay? It's on the side of the page. Okay? Pasuk Chet. If for those who have it, not everyone has it on the side. You don't have it. Older Gemara doesn't have it. I'll read it to you. When you ask about the earlier days, that were before you, from the day when Hashem created man on earth, to the end of the, of the heavens, to the other end of the heavens, was anything ever like this? Or did, everyone, or did anyone ever hear anything like this? Okay, now, what that person was referring to is, did anyone ever hear of Hashem selecting a nation, goy, goy, a nation from among other nations, and bring them to talk to them? Never happened. That's the pasuk. Hashem is... Moshe is telling the Jews, did it ever happen that Hashem selected a nation? Now, in talking, he said, if you ask about the early days, now, it sounds like he's just saying, if you ever ask about any time, you never heard of this. But really, we meant, we're bringing a learn, learn from here. We're learning out from here that you're not allowed to ask about anything that was before Maaseh Bereshit. Because it says... When you ask about the previous days, was any, anything ever like this? It says, When you ask about the first days, from the day that Adam was created. Oh, that teaches you that that's it. And that's how we learned that the, when, the, when our Mishnah says the law, that the Rebbe is only allowed to teach Maaseh Bereshit in front of one person, two people, and not three. That's because of this this pasuk. Let's see how let's see how it goes. Are we talking about before before from day one of creation, or is it before that? Pre-day? Good, good, Ralph. The Gemara is going to talk about that. Tanur Rabbanah, we learn to the Mishnah in the Brayta. When you ask about the for early days, Yachid Shoel Shaal is singular. Shaalu, you asks Shaalna singular. Yachid Shoel, one person can ask. 
only one person. You might think, maybe you think the guy could also ask about what happened before the world was created. You can ask from the day when Hashem created Adam. You might think, you might think if so, like Ralph says, maybe you can only ask from the day that Adam was created, which is the sixth day. You can't ask about the six days of Bereshit. For the early days that were before you. So therefore, even from day one. You might think a guy could ask what's before, what's after, what's me before the world or after the world, all those questions. From one end of the heaven to the other end of the heaven. You can ask, you can't ask what's before, what's after, and what's up and what's below, what's above. Again, there's a hundred machlokets, what those words mean. Uh, above, below, uh, before, and afterwards. Okay? So says the Gemara. Rishonim are trying to clarify what it means. The Gemara leaves it blank without explaining what those words mean. Okay? The Bishonim, the Masha, the Rashi, they're all talking about, does it mean above the Rakia, below the, below the ground? Does it mean below the heavens? Does it mean before the world created? Does it mean things that man can't understand? All different Shatim of what the Gemara is telling you, you're not allowed to ask that. Okay? Says the Gemara, Hashka the Nafkale. Now that we learn it from the words, from one end of the heaven to the other end of the heaven, why do I need to say from the, the words, from the day Hashem created man on the earth? Adam was actually originally created, and he, he stretched from the earth all the way to the Rakia, to the sky. Right? The Kevin Shesalach, once Adam made Avera, Hashem put his hand on him, made him smaller. You, you made me earlier, and then you put your hand on me, meaning you squashed me. Adam showed me so far, so far. Adam was from one end of the world to the other. This is from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven. That's how big Adam was. Once Adam gets sinned, he put his hand on it, and he made him smaller. As it says, If so, the basuk. Is a contradiction. Was Adam from the from the earth to the heaven, or was he from one end of heaven to the other? Says They're both the same shiur. The the distance from heaven to earth is like the distance from one end of the heaven to the other end of the heaven. So square. Seems like that. Okay. Now, what time is it? I say we stop here. Baruch Adonai Amen.